Hello, and welcome to Firmly Grasp It, a podcast about sports and all its things. I'm your host, Evan Greenberg. For today's episode, it's me and my co-host, you know him as the King of Jordan, Sammy Afshawabke. Sammy, how are you today? Doing well. How you doing? Doing well. We are moving on. I'm just going to skip our goofy little intros. On Tuesday, as you know, we did our AL over-unders for the upcoming baseball season. Go back to that episode if you have any questions on how the season is going. Today, we are going to move right into the National League and do our over-unders for all the teams. You ready? I'm ready. Cool. We are the first team we're going to do is my team or my former team. Yeah, my former team. We're going to stick with my former team, the New York Mets. I feel like you should get the I feel like you should get the honors of starting with them. Fair enough. I'll do that. They're, well, the next team after that is going to be my current team, but I'll let you start with that one. This one, the Mets over under 32 wins. I'm going under as I have to as a former Mets fan. I can't be optimistic about them regardless of how I actually expect their team to be. They still don't really have good hitting. Pete Alonso's the fantastic polar bear. Their hitting other besides him is still highly questionable. You have really good pitching once again, but if your guys can't hit, you're going to lose games 2-1, 1-0. It really just doesn't. It's, It's the same old story for the Mets. I'm not buying an over 500 record. Probably 30 and 30, so I, that'll put an under for me. I think 30, 31, I think, is, is the fair number. I They recently got um, Porcello, right? Didn't they take them from the Red Sox? You, you, you're you a Red Sox fan. You should know how that little that means to me. <laughs> I mean, you got a former AL Cy Young winner. Woo. <laughs> Woo! Even if he posted a... Even if he posted, what was it, a five and a half ERA last year? <laughs> that, yeah, that's what I'm more expecting. Um, I think 31 wins is is a fair enough number. I, I, you gotta have, you have a great pitching rotation there, though. But the batting probably not gonna make it out, especially with a couple of the teams in division. Two of them who I really like more in terms of their batting rotation. I think they're gonna struggle on that front and. I think 30 wins is is a fair number, 30-31. Yeah, we talked about this a little bit on the AL episode where we are more comfortable with the AL division races where the NL, I think at least this division and then the NL Central are just ultra competitive. They're going to be super close down to the wire. I mean, I can see the Mets being in it down to the wire. They're just going to fall there as the Mets tend to do because they don't have Daniel Murphy anymore and he was our savior during the time. We also had... Bartolo Colon and Juan Uribe, they are also not on the team. We have no good juju. I'm not buying the potential playoff or They'll be just under that cup of teams who are really right around that fifth spot. We have really great, like, I guess, he, like, DeGrom, having him, and uh, Syndergaard, that's a, that's a power duo. We've had them for several years, Sammy, and that hasn't really led to any success in a few years. I'm not. I just can't buy it. I mean, it's better than what the Sox are giving me, so, woo. <laughs> the Sox won the World Series two years ago. The Mets lost the World Series five years ago. <laughs> we are not the same. <laughs> uh, at least we hate the Yankees. True. The next team, my new team, the Atlanta Braves, their over-under <laughs> is 33 wins. Only one more than the Mets, which is kind of standing to me. What do you have on the Braves over under 33? I think they're going to be over. 
I have them as a 34, maybe 35 win team. I think they're going to really surprise. Every, I mean, 32. It was 32, you said. 33. The Mets are 32. Mets were 32. 30. Wow, Mets were 32. Um, <laughs> right? That's that's what I'm saying. These teams should not be one game apart. <laughs> um, if the Mets were 32, the Braves are smashing 33 then. <laughs> Even though I... They're gonna be they're gonna be competing in the division with with the the reigning World Series champions, the Nationals, and I think that they have probably you know probably one of the best depth chart. I think that they you know they have uh, Will Smith and they have Cole Hamels. I think the Felix Hernandez. I read something that he's not playing because of the Corona. Like he's afraid he's afraid or something. He pulled out. I think. I don't know. It's possible. But they but have just such a great young roster. And even in the minors as well. There, I remember I was reading an article that they were saying that watch out for a couple of these players in their double A team. And we're talking double A baseball. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and I mean, they won. They technically they won the division the last two years. And they're probably, you know, going to be favorites to win again, even though the Nationals won the World Series. They're gonna smash that thirty-four number. That's ridiculous. That they're at thirty-four and the Mets are one or they're thirty-three. Thirty-three. I keep saying thirty-four. Jesus. <laughs> they're only at thirty-three. Their team's so talented. I don't understand how people think they're only one game better than the Mets because they're not. They're a lot better than the Mets, and they're gonna prove it. They are the second best team in the National League. They're gonna win 35, 36 games. I'm very comfortable with this over for this team. They're talented. Their pitching's talented. Their hitting's talented. They're young. They're hungry. They were better than the Nationals last year. They, As you said, they won the division. You made a lot of really good points. I don't need to reiterate them further. The Braves are the best team in this division. They're going to win it. I'm going with the over. Wow. Imagine. How does that make you feel as a former Mets fan being one game away from being a Braves team? Caliber. It's disrespectful. <laughs> the Braves have been better for like four years now. <laughs> the Braves rebuilt properly, and the Mets just don't. I don't know what the Mets are doing, man. The Mets are just a. The Mets are the Mets gonna met. Happy former Bob, Bobby Bonilla Day was a week ago. Just <laughs> that's all you need to know. And I do want to say they added um, one that I like, Azuna. I really like. Yeah, him. they also got Marcel Azuna. They got Cole Hamels and Marcel Azuna on top of a team that was already really good and made the playoffs the last couple of years and <laughs> won the division the last couple of years. This seems good. They should not be at 33. This is the most comfortable over I have probably of any team. I mean, we mentioned in the last episode to bet on everything on the Mariners. Bet on everything on the over here? But this is one I'm actually not being that sarcastic with. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not being no, the podcast on them. I might be if I might if I'm able. I mean, I can because unfortunately, gambling is illegal in New York. If it was, I'd probably be putting legitimate money on the Braves to win the division. <laughs> That's all you need to know about this division, or at least with this team. They're gonna be the clear winners here. Yeah, we'll move on to the next team, the former World Series champions, as you mentioned, the defending champions, the Washington Nationals, right in the middle of those Mets and Braves. Thirty-two and a half wins is their over/under. And I'm thrilled to say this, Sammy. Boo Nationals going under. Their team wasn't that good last year. They lost Rendon. They're going to be worse this year. They're going to be a huge disappointment. Maybe they'll win 30 games. Maybe less. I'm comfortable with the under. Going under. Sorry, Nats. Maybe see you next year.
I think yeah, that's the big problem. I I, I think I'm actually gonna agree with you with with the, the Nationals on the under. They last year, if you watch them, and you know they peaked half midway through the season and they started out really slow. They struggled pretty badly early on, and then they got themselves together to sneak in in, in the wild card. But then their Rendon is is gone. Who that. He was an amazing player for that team. He, I, w- I won't say he carried them, but he had a huge part in them being successful. He was their best hitter by far the last few years. Ryan Zimmerman's already not playing. And then when you look at their pitching death, like they, they extended Strasburg, but I feel like their bullpen is really going to be a huge concern. And I think their bullpen's going to hurt them more than help them. And they're not going to have that ability to, you know, close out games. I think they're going to, they're probably going to be leading game, be in the lead, at least in most of these games, but then their closers are going to just ruin it for them. And I think they're going to hit the under. I don't want to say they were a one year. It, That's what I'm I don't want to say it was man. a one year wonder as that team was a really good year, but good team, but things have changed with this team. It's not exactly the same team and they're not exactly building to keep winning, keep winning in the future. I, this is a one-year wonder team. They're not going to be good this year, and probably for the next fifty-five thousand years. <laughs> you uh, sound a little sound a little upset over the Nationals winning the, the World Series last year. <laughs> they just they didn't deserve it. Their team wasn't that good. I just I don't like. I said I appreciate greatness, and the Nationals were not great last year. They won a fluky World Series. <laughs> hey, they got the, the cheating Astros to won it. <laughs> I remember how upset you were before we even knew about the the scandal. I was just like you were praying the Nationals don't win anything. <laughs> I just I don't like the I never liked the Nationals, but they're just th- this year in particular they weren't even if it was that like 2012 team like they the Bryce Harper Ewing theory is 110 percent accurate, <laughs> but the Ewing theory doesn't last for multiple years. And for those who don't know, the Ewing theory is that. Team, some teams perform better without their star player for whatever reason. It's just uh, when you have a guy who has as big a personality, the whole thing was that the Knicks made the finals the year after they got let, they lost Heck Ewing. So, yeah, that's why the Nationals won. It was all Ewing theory. Shout out Bill Simmons. But <laughs> I'm not, not, not buying it back to back. I'm going under. Let's move on to the next team, the Philadelphia Phillies. They're over under right below the – Three bu- the bunch that we've talked about so far at 31. What do you have for that one, Sam? Over or under 31 for the Philadelphia Phillies. Bryce Harper's new team. I think they're going to be around the 30 mark. I don't... They could hit over 500. The thing is, they were probably at best a a fringe uh, team in the division as they didn't really have an ace and they don't, they don't really have really pitching to back up what they have is they have um, Didi Gregorius now. And I mean, DD is not going to be the one guy that's going to help Bryce Harper bring the the Phillies back to the playoffs. That's not it's not what I'm saying. But I think they have a, a decent shot of being, you know, a respectable team, but nothing special. I think 30 wins is fair for them, so that's got to be the under. I'm with you here. This is a team that I wanna. I'm just very not sure on. Probably, as I've talked about, the Braves being one of my more confident teams. The Phillies, I'm, I want to say that they could be an over team because they are a very talented team. They're pitching Nola Wheeler, Arietta, Zach Eflin, who I like. That's a solid starting four. 
their bullpen has a couple of decent players. Liriano, Nick Pavetta, Tommy Hunter, Anthony Swarzak. They have good Hector Norris in their closer. They're hitting. They just haven't had these guys that have really overperformed for them. They have Harper, but as you mentioned, their other guys are DH is Jay Bruce, Wacky Jay, who I love him, but he's old. Andrew McCutcheon passes prime. Gene Segura has never been a hitter. Scott Kingery has never really been top-notch. Reese Hoskins is decent. Real Muto will be JT Real Muto. They signed him this offseason. He could be an interesting one. I was hoping that the Mets would get him, and they missed out. He's a really talented, good-hitting catcher. If he wants to be that game-changer for them that brings him up a couple wins, just having a really hot, good catcher. I'm going to go agree with you, though. I'm going to say they hit 30-30, and just like the Mets, which would put them under. Yeah, I feel like, you know, the one thing we've been, I mean, they're going to play 40 games up to 60 within the, within the division. And, you know, the team that we haven't mentioned yet, the Marlins, probably going to be a good chunk of their wins, at least consistently, compared to probably, there'll be probably an even series with the Mets and possibly the Nationals too. And then, you know, we mentioned they're going to be facing off against the ALEs teams, which I mean 20 games, but that's a, when they play against the Orioles, that's a free few wins, at least for them. At least, in my opinion, I see them having way more talent than, than the Orioles, so they should be able to basically sweep that series with them. If not, you know, lose one or two. Well, that's going to be the big difference. That could honestly be the difference between... If they can sweep the Orioles, that's where you get that difference between 30 and 32. That's true. They're just winning, sweep, sweeping like you probably should versus blowing a game or two of that series. Because it's 20 games against the other... Your, the other side, the in the American League. So that's what they're going to play four games per team. I believe so. They ha- they're releasing the schedule tomorrow, but that's what you're making it seem like. So three out of four at least against the Orioles, and then you know depending on what happens with the Sox and the Blue Jays, that could be enough. between just those few teams could be a good like six seven wins for the Phillies. Yeah, for this division, whoever can take advantage of the non Yankees. And I guess Rays of the AL East, whoever can do that the best is probably going to come in second. This division will be the one that probably out of the three we get wrong on them being an over. Yeah, well, there's also one other team in the division that everyone's probably going to be feasting on. (laughs) Not so fast, my friend. The last team, the Miami Marlins. I knew 23 and a half win. I'm going over, baby. (laughs) I knew I like this team. They were they started out atrocious last year. They were similar, and speaking of Miami teams, to the Miami Dolphins, who last season were one of the worst teams in NFL history, and then were pretty competitive the last back half of the year. The Miami Marlins are pretty much the same, where they started out atrocious and were only about five games under five hundred for the second half of the year. Getting five games under five hundred, that's going to be over that twenty three point five. I kind of I don't think they're a good team. They're going to be last in the division. I low key like them for whatever reason. They're young. They're kind of weird. They got a bunch of players that have just some developmental guys, a lot of young players, some guys that were kind of cast offs on other teams. Give me the over. Give me twenty five wins. I'm going with it, just like the Mariners. But I I actually I think the Marlins can pull off twenty five. It's not. They, I see them being much better than the Orioles, per se, and I could see them even being the Blue Jays and Red Sox a couple games, and then they just have to steal a few games here or there from the rest of their division, and boom, you're at 24-25. Uh, 
I'm going to agree with you, actually. I, I have them. I, I'm, Let's go. I see them at 25, similar to the Mariners. But unlike the Mariners, where it's just a, a soft spot, and I feel I was a unfairly low on their end. I mean, it's still very low. It's going to be tough for them to hit it regardless. This is an interesting team because they have good young players. And then they also added a couple uh, veteran players, too. Like, they had... They recently got, I mean, I don't know if you're going to consider this as a big plus or a win or anything, but uh, Corey Dickerson and Matt Kemp? Yeah, they have interesting players. I, I, Like I said, they're an intriguing team, and they're they're weird, but I'm a fan of their weirdness. Do you, Will they be at the bottom of the division, though? Yes. I see the Mets and Phillies at 30, the Braves over, well over 30, the Nationals, even if they're under 30, probably at 27, 28. I see the Marlins at 25. Yeah, that's probably fair. And I mean, 25, I mean, it's still below 500, but I'm sure if you're a Marlins fan, you'll probably take that that percentage, at least, given what they've been dealing with the last few years. Yeah, I would say so. I do not see them being the worst team in the National League. That's a positive. Ooh, no, not at all. <laughs> because, well, let's move on to the next division, the NL Central. First team I want to start with is the Chicago Cubs. One of three teams in this division with an over-under of 31.5. Sammy, over-under for the Cubs, 31.5. I think they'll be a 50-50 team. I think 30 is going to be their line. I don't think that they're going to have as great of a year. I mean, they didn't really have that great of a year last year. They just missed the playoffs. But I don't think they're going to be able to replicate what they did last year and the whole mess with Chris Bryant and everything there. I think they're going to be probably right in the middle, probably going to be third, the third team in this division in terms of standings too, in my opinion, I think they're just right in the middle 500. I'm going over. I don't necessarily even disagree that they're going to be the third team in this division. It, that is possible because we talked about we need two wildcard teams. I could see both wildcard teams coming from this division. You kind of hinted at that when we were talking on the AL episode, yeah. which is what I wanted you to hold off of. I could see three teams out of this division making the playoffs. Potentially two or three. That'll be one. I don't see any of the teams besides the Braves in the NL East making it, unless the Phillies. I said they're that one team that I could be wrong and they hit the over. The Cubs I see competing as well. Not much on the over 32-33 win. Not super confident that they'll break it. They're still a super talented team. They have plenty of players from their World Series winning team. And just when they were seen to be at the top of baseball, they still have one of the best hitting lineups in the league. Probably the best hitting lineup in this division. I'm just going to take that continuity. And maybe next year is the year they fall off. But I don't see it yet. Yeah, I I mean, when I did mention that this division is probably going to be the most interesting in terms of the playoff race, you say three teams, I say four teams, honestly. I think there's one clear one clear team that's not going to be in the race at all, and I think all the other four teams are going to be within, or at least two of those four teams within well reach of that wild card spot. I think there's there's, there's two different races happening here. There's going to be a divisional race, and there's going to be a wild card race in this division. I, I see those races being overlapping. There's not going to be the basically whoever just misses out in the division will probably make the wild card spot. I only have it as three teams. Vegas says there's four teams. As I mentioned, there's 
three teams at that 31.5. And then the Milwaukee Brewers, my next team, who are only at 30.5, which would be a game back of the rest of them. I'm just like the Cubs. I'm going the over, though, here. I see them being another team that's more talented than that 30.5 indicating. They're definitely older, and this, once again, similar to the Cubs, might be the last year or two that they're really competing at top of the division, but they still have Christian Yelich, who is arguably one of the best players in all of baseball. Their team, I see them being streaky, getting on a nice hot spot at some point within the 60-game span. Get them, once again, in that 32-33 win range, competing for the division slash wildcard. I see them at 33-34, honestly. I, they lost a couple players, but I really like when they, they added um, Garcia, uh, Avisail Garcia, I believe is his first name. Uh, Justin yeah. Smoke, and and I really love their, uh, they added Ryan Healy. And obviously, you know, Christian Yelich coming back from, from injury is going to be perfect for them. I think they're going to be all right. I think they're going to be on the over. I think that is a very generous number that they're putting them on the line. I, I really see them going over. I, I'm with you over the over. This one feels low to me. One of my more comfortable overs as well. And continuing with our overs and our teams competing for the division, my next team is the St. Louis Cardinals. Another team that I'm not a fan of, but I'm feeling really positive about their team just because they always overperform. And this seems like the perfect setting for them to overperform in a small 60 game sample where they end up going 33 and 27 and making one of the wild card spots yeah, or they just miss the wild card. It's either they go 33 and 27 and make the second wild card or they just miss it despite being 33 and 27. But I'm pretty confident on 33 and 27, which would put them over 31.5. Yeah. I mean, the only thing missing from them is they lost Azuna but they probably have maybe the deepest team in this division that losing Azuna isn't really going to hurt them that much. And and Azuna wasn't even that good for them last year. No, he really, yeah. at least for the first half of the year, he underperformed. And so I think between them and the Brewers, when I mentioned there's going to be two different races, I think them and the Brewers are uh, going to be competing for the division. So it's going to be, it's going to be a huge over for me. Yeah. I'm, I have the three-team division spot. Let's go to the punching bag of the division, the Pittsburgh Pirates. Their over-under is 25 wins. What do you have on the over-under for 25 for the Pirates? Yeah, I'm not I'm not too hot on, on this team. They pretty much lost players and then didn't really add anyone to fill those holes. They didn't have a really great team in the first place. And, you know... Four, I mentioned four teams have playoff hopes, at least, you know, contending, whether it's wildcard or divisional title. And the one outlier is the Pirates. I think they are, I don't know if this was going to be your worst of the National League, who they're probably going to have the worst record compared to the Marlins, but I just don't see any hope with this team. It is. It's 100% the Pittsburgh Pirates. I mentioned already the first three teams going over, which means people have to go under. I have them going under, I have them being, are probably the honest, they are out of the bottom five teams in all of baseball. They are the only one I have going under. All the other really bad teams I have going over, which have put them potentially at the worst team in all of baseball. I see them being that bad. And as we mentioned, they're playing against a really good division. And not that the AL Central is really a good division at all. They're going to have chances against the White Sox, Royals, and Tigers. 
But if they're not better than those teams, if the Tigers are able to take three of two of four and the White Sox take three of four, this team could be dangerously close to that 20 win mark and being a really terrible team. I'm not a fan at all. They're going to get walloped by at least three teams in this division. You say at least three teams. I'm sticking hard on this four teams thing, man. <laughs> I mean, the four team is definitely better. And you, do you have anything to add on the Pirates before we get into the Reds? No, just there. There's really nothing to add to the Pirates. They, they have nothing about them that makes me want to be hopeful about them winning games. No, they they traded all their talent, and they really haven't even developed talent in the last few years. That was their whole thing, where they were able to get pitchers to really overperform. In the last couple of years, that has not been the case, and we saw with guys like Garrett Cole, where they were much better even once they left Pittsburgh. It's really been a whole reversal of fortunes for this team, and I can't see it being any better this year. The last team, Cincinnati Reds, the third team in the division with the 31.5 over-under. Are you going over on this one? What was the number? It, it cut out. 31.5. I'm giving them the same thing with the Cubs. I'm giving them the same 30, 30, 30, maybe 31. Um, I think these two teams are going to be competing for a potential wild card spot, given that I think the Brewers are probably going to take the other wild card, one of the two wild card spots. And I think the Cubs and the Reds are going to be fighting for that second wild card spot. This is the. Uh, this is the NL version of the White Sox for me, where it seems like Vegas is very bullish on them because they are a young and talented team. I just don't see it yet in that regard. They have some intriguing players, 100%. I don't believe the team's going to come all together. They, once again, just like the White Sox for the last very long time, they've been a really big disappointment. And I just. I don't see this being the year that they break through with still such a tight division. Maybe yet next year, if the Brewers fall off some more and the Cubs fall off, the Reds have this division for the taking in the future. They are the best equipped in that regard. But for the present in a shortened season, where you just have to expect them to make massive improvements from the year before with less time to really get together, I, I'm not bu- buying that 100%. They could be at 30, could be at 29. It's not a heavy under, but it's an under. I like that they added Pedro Strop and Wade Miley though to their, you know, to the team. So I think they ha- they have a lot of fun talent to work with, and I think they're probably going to be on along the lines of of the Cubs, of almost making, maybe not making it, but they'll be they'll be a fun team to watch. I see the Reds in that uh, very similar to the Mets, actually, where they're going to hang around for probably the first fifty games or so, and then. Well, one or other two teams, there might be a game or two back and they'll need to get a big win and they just don't get it. And that'll be the difference. It's not that they're a bad team. It's just they need to be better than they've been in a long time. And it's hard to do that in a short season. When you also just have several good teams that you're competing with in your division, 30 of your 40 games are against the Cubs, Brewers, and Cardinals. 30 of your 60. That's that's hard. That's half your games against those three teams. And then, I can't see them going well over 500 just having to play those teams half your season. And then when you think about it, they got to play games on the other side between the Indians and Twins. <laughs> yeah, that's 38 games, or that's more than half your season. I mean, even if you you have to pretty much wall up the other 22 games, which is possible, it's just you're betting a lot on that if you're going with the over. Yeah, I I mean, technically I'm on the under, but well. I, I have faith in the Reds. <laughs> I like the that team. Like I said, for the future, I'm more optimistic than I am for this year. Just like the White Sox, where 
it's a future team. It's an intriguing talent, a lot of fun players, but I just I'm not there quite yet. On to the next. Let's division. move on to a team that's yeah, the next division, the final one, the NL West, and we're going to start with a team that has proven it year in and year out, at least until they make the World Series, and that is the Los Angeles Dodgers. Their over under is 37 wins, which is the most in baseball. Uh, this one's tough. I want to go over because their team is so talented. I'm going under, though. Probably 36. Not much. I'm not super... I, they're going to be the win this division. They're the best team in this division. Maybe they still might finish with the best record in the National League. But the National League is super competitive. They have a lot of decent teams that they have to face up against. And there's, just, there's not too many gimmies. And although they are super talented, I could see them being a team that finishes even second in the division, but they're just by far, they just come at, they end up maybe super hot. They might be a team like you talked about a few teams like the Indians and the Cubs that start out slow. I can see them starting like 16 and 14 and then going on like a 15-3 run at some point and just getting close to that 37 wins, but just being short of it and still winning the division pretty comfortably. They're probably going to win division comfortably. I think 36, 37 is the right number for them. I also wouldn't be surprised if they do end up hitting 38, but I think they're more more likely, you know, given especially their additions of Mookie Betts and David Price, they're... Well, Price has been playing. That's that's kind of what hurts me. Price has already said he's not going to play. Oh, Oh, I must have missed that. Okay. Well, yeah, Price is out, which that's kind of a difference for me. He's a, he could have been a solid starter, third, fourth starter on that team. I mean, having, so I'm going to bump him down a potential win. Having bets, I mean, their their team, they were by far probably the most stacked team last year from overall. I mean, the fact that they lost the the Nationals was was outrageous <laughs> with how loaded that t- they the how loaded they are in talent in their bullpen and their their outfield and infield and just all around just consistently one of the best teams yet they just can't make that hump of winning the world series but i think 36 is a good is a fair number um probably going to be some sort of transition of having bets i want to say he's going to play well i you know i i still love him even though i wish he he could have stayed but I don't think that's enough to go on the over, given how high the over is. That's the thing. They have a super high over. They are the team to beat in the National League. It's just, can you beat over on 37, going 30-7 and and 23 in such a short season? Like I said, if they played more games, they could be another 100-win team. In 60 games, though, I'm just going to say that they might be in the midst of a hot streak, and they might that might translate into the playoffs, and they could steamroll through the National League and make it to the World Series no problem. I can't bet on them there because it's Dodgers in the World Series and they have a nice track record at this point of not... Although there has been a lot of cheating in their losses, <laughs> they have not They have not shown up yet 100%. And I hope they do. I, I like the Dodgers. I've been a Kershaw guy since day one. I would love to see him get that World Series and show up fully in the World Series. Well... I, they're probably my safe bet of winning the division, regardless of all the moves the other teams in the division have made. I, I agree. The next team we're going to talk about is their probably their biggest rival, not this year, but just in general, the San Francisco Giants. Their over-under is 
five wins. What do you have for the Giants, Emmy? I think probably 25 is probably their fair bet. This is probably the clear bottom team for me. I mean, one of two teams that will probably be in the bottom of this division. Um, they're just, they have a lot of veteran contracts that they just can't really get out of. And they're, I mean, they're going to have some, you know, favorite players, you know, former favorite plays. Like, I think they have Pablo Sandoval back, but that's going to hurt them more than actually help them. And uh, I just don't really see much of a positive with this team. I think they're probably going to reach the 24, 25 win mark. Their, hit, their pitching is kind of weirdly intriguing. Johnny Cueto, Jeff Samarjo, Kevin Gossman, Drew Smiley's their starting four. I don't dislike those guys. Their hitting is not great. They have a bunch of weird players. Hunter Pence, Evan Longoria, Billy Hamilton. They still have Buster Posey, Brandon Bell, Mike, the grandson of Carly Shremsky, Mike Yastrzemski, who was pretty decent for them last year. I'm similar to you. They're going to go slightly over. I'm probably 26 wins, maybe, towards the bottom of the division for sure. But I'm going over. Like I said, with all these worst teams, besides the Pirates, they're all going over. Give me 26 wins. So I don't love the Giants. They're clearly a few years. They're going to probably start a rebuild maybe this year. And if they sell a lot, they could just bottom out and hit the under and we'll be wrong about them. But with the talent that they have right now, it's very 25-win range. Well, let's talk about a more fun team. Well, what's the next team? Next team, they're a fun team, the San Diego Padres. Yeah, I'd say they... Honestly, they might be my bet of being the, the third-place team, given that there's two teams I feel are below them in this division. But what's the number? Well, I don't... I There's no really question about that one. Their over-under is 31. I'll go, I'm going under, but it's probably going to be a 29-30 win team. They're better than the Giants. They're better than the other bottom-of-the-division team, which will be the Rockies. I'll spoil that one now. <laughs> They're just a very middle-of-the-pack team. I love certain players on their team, but they just... I don't know what it is with the Padres where there's going to be two or three major weaknesses that just prevent them from being a success. They have Machado and Tatis on that left side of the infield, which is so much fun. They should be electric. If one of them gets hurt, I wouldn't put it past them. So I'm just going to go with the under here because there are, as you mentioned, two better teams in this division. I mean, I'm also going to say under because it was 31, you said? Yeah. Yeah, I was seeing it more as like a 29 team, 29 wins, like just under 500, like maybe by one game, probably. I think that, I mean, they have nothing compared to, you know, the Dodgers and the other spoiler, the Diamondbacks. But they definitely have much- really, really. <laughs> we've mentioned hmm, we've mentioned four teams so far. <laughs> I wonder who it could be. <laughs> um, they they really have I probably one of my favorite players in the entire league. Um, their shortstop Fernando uh, Tatis. If I'm pronouncing him right. Tatis. Tatis. It's been a while, you know. It's been a while since I've heard these names. Come on, man. <laughs> I also just said it like a minute ago. Uh, well, yeah, they have the, definitely the third best team in the division, given that the Rockies and the Giants are on a downward trend. And the Giants are nothing special and the Rockies aren't anything great either. I, I, It's got to be the under. I don't see them hitting 500, but they're not the two worst teams is basically the only way I can summarize this team. And going around on the other side, they're probably going to steal wins against the Mariners, Angels, or 
or Rangers, you know, those three teams, good few, like maybe five, six wins off of those teams at least. I think I think they'll be on on the under, even though thirty one yeah, I feel this, is too much of a generous number. This team feels just like Scream is just sub five hundred. You said that twenty nine wins, twenty eight wins, right around that mark. Let's move on to the other over five hundred team, the other competitive team, the Arizona Diamondbacks, thirty one point five, only point five projected higher than the Padres. I don't see it being that close. I'm going with the under. This team will be competitive for a wild card spot, and if they do make the wild card. We got playoff Mad Bum, baby, and I'm excited if that can happen because this will probably be his last year to really make a strong impact. Hopefully he stays healthy. Hopefully he can do that. Not that I really like the Giants winning all those years and Mad Bum being a stud, but now that he's on another team, I can root for him again. And this Diamondbacks team is a very fun team that I see being the clear number two in this division. And really they're just fighting with those NL Central teams for the wild card. But they could sneakily win a series. I wouldn't put it past them to beat maybe the Braves or whoever wins the NL Central if they have to face them in the first round. I really like this team. I like that they added... I mean, they got Mad Bum, as you call him, as we all love to call him. Postseason legend. Um, I think that they're going to be much closer to the 500 mark. And I want to say 31 wins is an appropriate number for them. So that's technically the under. So close, man. I hate this. I told you. I said this in the other episode. I hate how they are nailing this in terms of just what I want to th- like. Without even thinking, I see them as just a just above five hundred teams. So that means thirty one wins. Oh, look at that. Vegas says thirty one and a half. <laughs> they're pretty good. Vegas knows what they're doing. They've done this a long time, longer than we have. I, I got to go on the under, if that's the case. I think it'll be above 500. 31s, I think, is a fair number for them. Um, it's not enough to compete with the Dodgers in the division, but definitely way more than, you know, they get to feast off of the Padres, Rockies, and Giants in their own division. So I think that will be their benefit more than anything. That will really push them to being above 500. But when you look at the teams that they're going to be facing on the other side and the Dodgers, I think that's going to hurt them more. They have a good team, but not a great team. I'm seeing 33. They'll still end up comfortably two, three games behind the Dodgers. They're, but as you mentioned, they're clearly the second best team in this division. And when you have two good team, like two good teams and three mediocre teams, I, I have to expect both of them to be over 500. And I'm not going to go 31. I'm going. I'll take the over on that. That point, it's close enough. Well, you mentioned three mediocre teams. <laughs> is medi is mediocre the right word to call this team? <laughs> Yeah, they're media. They're the definition of mediocre. The Colorado Rockies, I'm sorry, Pat Kammer, as he is a big Charlie Blackman fan. But I'm I'm going under here. Ian Desmond already said he's not playing. That hurts them. Their pitching is never good and it won't be good once again. Just that Colorado altitude does not do it well for them. Their hitting I could see taking a step back this year. Their only opportunity for really hitting over is that they play a few mediocre teams like the Mariners, the Rangers, the Giants. Other than that, I see them being arguably, I can see them being at 25. So them and the Giants really just kind of butting heads for the worst team in the division. Maybe a tie between the two of them. Rockies are probably slightly better talent-wise. I just don't see it coming together for them in a shortened season. I heard, I was reading that they were possibly going to be trading uh, Nolan Arenado. So... That's gonna They've been hurt. talking about that for how many years? 
I feel like this is the year that if I, I don't know either this year or next year, you know, they gotta give away something if they really want to rebuild. I don't know if they do though. That's kind of the thing. They're probably gonna be in purgatory mediocrity for the next ten years because they want to keep their star players because they know they can't really get them elsewhere. But then they just don't do enough around them to make them really competitive. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be competing with the Giants at the bottom. I see them a little bit better than the Giants, just because the Giants, I think, are going to be more so landing, hitting on more fan favorite, you know, the old, the classic World, world, Series, world Series winning teams of Pablo and uh, Hunter Pence. I, I read that he's he's back there, so... Really? Yeah. Is it really you? That's your argument? <laughs> I mean... I mean, I'm saying that the Rockies are going to be above them because of that. <laughs> okay, there you go. Okay, I'm just making sure. Because yeah, the, the Giants, Giants have not won. Be too loyal. With Giants were 2010, 2012, 2014. It's been a long time. Yeah, but I mean, like, they're too reliant on their veteran contracts that they really can't get out of, so might as well just play them, and that's just going to hurt them. They don't really have anything to really help them in the future or now at the moment just because of those ridiculous contracts. The Rockies don't really have that problem. They just don't have really the talent to help them. <laughs> or nobody really wants to go to Colorado in the first place, like you mentioned. Yeah, I mean, not having talent, kind of a problem. That'll not lead you to too many wins, which is why we're both going with the under and being a solid fourth in the division. Definitely, yeah. All right, let's do, I want to do my just overall final thoughts on the entire project of these two days. We'll do predictions. It's going to be somewhat different. If you haven't noticed, I think it's going to be a huge hodgepodge right in that middle of the mark. There'll probably be a surprise team or two who ends up well overperforming expectations. It's hard to see which one of those teams are. But besides the Yankees, I didn't see any team really banging out a super high win total. The Dodgers being around 35, the Braves being around 35. Those are the only teams besides the Yankees that I really see. And the Astros, too. The best teams are really going to prove themselves, in my opinion. The most talented teams are going to pr- stick out. That's kind of one takeaway. And then there's not going to be a huge parodies that we see, like the Orioles being 40 games back of the division by the end of the year. I just don't see that. There's not enough games to really have teams differentiate themselves. That division will be kind of a blow up, but most of them will be within like 10 games or so for the most part. Which is why all my, for the most part, I had all the worst teams going over and a lot of the best teams going under, or at least the second the best teams going up, the second best team going under, if I have the best team going over. I don't see these just huge division disparities. I see some clear division winners in the AL, the NL. Two of the divisions I'm pretty comfortable with, with the Braves and Dodgers just cleaning up nicely, and then the Central is going to be a, who knows what, as it is every year. It, this is. I don't see this year being different than most years. It's kind of what I'm getting at. Besides the not having that many teams that are truly awful. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I think the 60 game season is going to help some of the lower teams that, you know, don't really have that much of a chance typically in most years. I think that them teams will surprise starting off hot, which will, you know, realize that the top teams in their divisions got to realize that they can't, just cruise their way through the divisions as they normally do, as there's only so few amount of games. I think that, you know, there's going to be more of a sense of urgency, which is going to help a lot of teams realize that, okay, they need to start playing playoff baseball now with 60 games to go in the season, as opposed to, okay, they can start off slow, they can start off hot, but then they can 
get their groove later on in the season. I think that the teams that are ready, that are the best teams that can go into playoff mode now are going to be the ones that are going to benefit completely from the 60 game season. And like we mentioned, you know, the Yankees, Astros, Dodgers, you know, the typical favorites because they are the playoff, they are playoff ready teams. Like if you were to start the playoffs right now, more likely than not, you're going to be saying those are the teams that are going to come out. Yeah, that's why I don't, I have, I have all the talented teams, the most talented teams making it. That's why I see the Cubs and the Indians being those division winners, because there are teams that have been there and know how to win. And that's what you said. You said it's basically me playoff baseball, and I'm betting on the teams that know how to make the playoffs and know how to be successful in the playoffs besides the Nationals. Well, I, I got to say that I think the, the National League, their divisions there are there's going to be more interesting divisional races. Obviously, you know, we mentioned we just said that the teams that have the more playoff experience and that sort of talent are probably going to come through in the end. But those races are going to be a lot closer than what we're going to see in the American League, at least. I feel like there's going to be more fun races overall in the National League than the American League. In the AL, though, there's a lot of just unpredictability with a lot of these teams, which is going to count for a lot of fun baseball. But as we mentioned in, in the previous episode, although, you know, if you haven't listened, go, go back and watch it. You know, we mentioned six teams that are probably going to go through. And we're probably going to be mentioning, you know, as we just mentioned, there's going to be probably six teams in the National League that we're going to be seeing go through typically, even though it's fun to speculate about the other teams that could get a hot start in the 60-game season. Yeah, I have six. If I had to, my six would be the Braves in the NL East, the Central Cubs, Brewers, Cardinals, and then Diamondbacks, Dodgers, with the Phillies being my potential team that I'm incorrect on. So six, maybe seven. Yeah, I got Braves, Cardinals, Dodgers, Diamondbacks, and Phillies, surprisingly. What about the, I thought you had the Reds as a potential. I did, but when I looked at when I just looked at my when I just compared at the records that I just mentioned, somehow the somehow the Phillies came through, which I think this is messed up. <laughs> Well, the Reds over under is higher. I had yeah, under on both. I'm pretty sure I said. I'm pretty sure my yeah, my notes. I have the red. All right, my my code got messed up. I I made like a, you know pick every game and then see how the season plays out. And I guess it just didn't go through right when it came to the actual wild card seeds. So that's on my that's on me. But when I just take yeah, a quick look at the actual records, yeah, no, the the Reds probably going to be a competition between the Reds and the Cubs. Um. For one of the playoff seeds, and then the the, yeah, yeah, no, it's those two, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you figured it out finally. <laughs> go, Cubs, well, let's go. let's go back to the. I want to go back to the AL. What team besides the? You had to pick one team. Like I said, the Phillies are my team outside the six who could make noise. Who would be your one AL team outside the six that could potentially make some noise? The one AL team. We gotta look through the AL teams again. Um, I'll go first while you're looking. I'm between a couple of teams, either the Blue Jays, the White Sox, or the Angels. Those are my three. I'm going to pick the Angels on this one. All those three teams I mentioned, I have going the under. The Blue Jays and White Sox have more young, intriguing talent, which is why I see their over-unders being higher than they probably should be. The Angels are a team that's kind of been disappointing, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is the year that... The pitching staff stays healthy. Otani becomes a two-way monster. 
Trout and Rendon tear the league up, are like 1-2 in MVP candidates, and this Angels team ends up being a competitive team, and that AL West ends up just being a slaughterhouse at the top. That would be my... I'm going to get the Angels as my AL team, that if things go right for them, they are competitive at the top. I'm going to go on the counter side. I mentioned in the AL episode that the Blue Jays probably going to be probably the most wild wild team out of the out of the AL East just because there's such a huge amount of unpredictability, but there's a lot of fun players on that team and I love, you know, you got to love Vlad, you got to love Bo, uh Ryu as the getting, you know, on that pitching rotation. I think that'll be a fun team and I don't know. You weren't too high on Rourke, but I, I, I like him. I think for the AL East, he'll be fine at the very least. I'm going to probably go with the Blue Jays. They're they're definitely going to... I feel like they're going to surprise many people. Yeah, I, I like I said, they're one of the three teams I mentioned. But I'm just going to stick with that they're not there yet. And uh, I don't know. It's not. I just see the Rays being solid and the Yankees being solid. And the Red Sox will be competitive enough that the Blue Jays won't really have too much opportunity to build up a lot of wins besides the Orioles. Yeah, well, I think that should pretty much cover it up. Although, do you have, I mentioned with the, with the in the other episode, the Astros over-under, do you have a random uh, over-under on any random stat in the National League? <laughs> what, do you, what was your stat? When I said the 40 hits by pitch for the Astros over-under... Uh, no, I don't really have any fun ones. I'm sorry. You're putting me on the spot here. <laughs> and none of these, te- none of these teams are, are as uh, controversial. Well, how about this? Do you see someone getting a, a, a less than one ERA with the shortened season? No, I will. This is, I don't want to do the predictions. Yeah. So that's fair. I don't want to get into that, but I'm going to say no. I'll just, I'll lead that off. It's not a huge prediction, but it will, it will probably go into some of my prediction stuff. All right. All right. You ready? You done? You done here? Let's, I'm let's done. wrap this up. Sammy, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Thank you all for listening. As we've mentioned already, if you're just listening to this NL over unders and you haven't listened to AL one, check that out. Hope you enjoyed these two episodes. We're doing predictions tomorrow. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do so at grasp 2020, Instagram at grasp 2020, Facebook at firmly grasp it, email grasp 2020 at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon.